Looking to create wealth and income through high cash flowing real estate? Self-storage is the fastest growing and the newest real estate asset that has outperformed all others. What's its secret? I'm AJ Osborne, and with over a million square feet that we have built, acquired, expanded, and even converted big box stores from small third-tier markets to large 100-plus thousand square foot facilities, we have seen it all. This is the podcast that we're going to discuss and bring on the best investors and operators in the nation to show you how to create wealth and income with self-storage. Welcome to Self-Storage Income. Welcome, everybody, to Self-Storage Income. I am excited to be on here today with Connor, as always. How's it going, man? It's going fantastic, dude. Going <laughs> fantastic. Excited to be here as well. Uh, another great episode coming down yes. the pipe here. You know, on um, our other podcast, uh, Cashflow to Freedom, we were talking a lot about um, – start up and where we're at now and what we're doing with um, our, our, our new company. And I want to talk a little bit about um, some of those things today with a focus on some of our projects, give you guys a little inside and show you what, what we're looking for on projects, what we're working on um, in particular with conversions, because we get a lot of questions about that. And we have a lot of questions about that too. So um, it's, a, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a really cool way of going about self-storage that is multi-dimensional. No two projects are the same. Um, there's a lot of opportunity. There's a lot of downsides, like everything. But we have a lot under contract. So we have three currently under contract. And we're looking at several more. And one of them we will start working on here in, in the next month. And they can be very exciting. Um, they can be very exciting um, for a few reasons. It, can, it has potential to allow you into areas where you couldn't get in originally. And the one that we're doing, which was an office building, um, we're converting into a self-storage. That had that was the one of the biggest opportunities of this. It was in an area where... Outside that, there's no land to buy to build, right? And so it can allow you to get into a market that you could have never gotten into. And some of these buildings, um, they're just sitting there. The city doesn't like them. They're empty. Doesn't Nobody knows what's to do with them. This one was actually a uh, newspaper um, that was going bankrupt. Um, no surprise there. And uh, um, they... Uh, uh, they were losing the building and um, it was a weird building. It is a weird it building. It is, yeah. It's a Frankenstein building. It's a building Frankenstein. The, like you've never seen. Um, I mean, you've got portions of the building that was built back in the 70s all the way up through to now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they just And there's no rhyme on. or reason. No, yeah. No, it's super confusing. You can definitely get lost in there uh, if you don't have a map handy. But yes. uh, Multiple uh, stories. Oh, yeah. and Very odd layout for sure. Yeah. Touching on the land thing that you're talking about, yeah. even if you could find land in these areas, the cost of, of that yeah. land would just not even make sense. Not even make sense. So, exactly. It's and so factor. it's this weird yeah. opportunity that you can get sometimes with these things. And it, 
the complexity on it, and we can talk a little bit about this um, one, and we'll have Rock on to talk a lot of a uh, lot more in this. He's helping me and Connor get this one done. Um, as you know, Connor heads up a lot of our projects, building expansions, and um, getting all those across the plate. So he's the fun gets to deal with all this uh, fun stuff and uh, all the minutia of this. And uh, the, this this conversion is going to be one of those. You and Rock are going to have your absolute handfuls. <laughs> Definitely a lot of details going yes, on. Yes. <laughs> it's. Um, I, I don't even know how to explain the HVAC system. It's a central system that is, I mean, it, it's got to be like in a room the size of a, I don't even know, like a 30 by 30 or more bigger than that. No, it's like a, it, it's like a vehicle. It's like a truck. Yeah. But you know, these units are sizes of trucks, you it, know, in and these rooms. And I mean, it's, it's something else. It is something else. One of the buildings is like four stories straight up. It looks like they built spaceships in there. Yeah. It's like, you know, those big hangers <laughs> that they pull out the space shuttles in. It kind of looks something like that. Um, I post a lot of that to my Instagram, AJ Osborne. You can go check that out. I think I have some stories pinned on there and stuff about it. Well, you know, now that you say that, too, it almost reminds me of something like you'd see like a photo of a building at Chernobyl or something like that. Or just yes. like the inside is just oh, like yeah. super weird, creepy, just kind of eerie yeah. looking. Like, Dark. Yeah. And yeah. It's, yeah. It was totally where they held like too. all the printing presses yeah. and things, so they need them. But. <laughs> and then they they – added on portion. So it's like office where they added the printing, where they do the distributions and multiple stories. Um, just an interesting building. Now that creates a lot of risk um, because you have a lot of factors going on in that building. And the thing about conversions is you have to underwrite to make, see if it makes sense just because a building is there, just because it's a discount. I, I can't tell you how many buildings that I found that were cheap that I'm like, it's, it'll never be worth it. And real quick, before we get on to the details, I want to talk about what makes conversions worth it. There's two things that I'm looking at when I'm looking at conversions, broad-based. They're very individualized. There's no rule necessary of thumb, except for some of the standard ones that we have that we talk about on the podcast associated with demand, things like that. But one of the things you got to understand is first of all, replacement cost and opportunities, because, um, you're getting understanding the cost to go all in. Um, I've seen areas that they're trying to sell for a great conversion and I'm looking down the road and I can buy land for cheaper. And I'm going, this conversion all in is 5 million yet. I could go a half a mile down the road, buy land and build new and it'd be three and a half million. It, it doesn't add up. So one of the main things that I'm looking for is if I came into that market and there was nothing there and I could buy land in a one mile radius and build off there, what would that look like? Right? Like what, what, what would that look like? How much would that cost? Um, and is there a spread? There needs to be a large spread for a conversion because I'm taking on some more risk. There's some things that you may not know and you're going to run into and we have. Um, so when we're looking at the building, there's a few big ones that you have to build into your cost. Um, one of those is roofs and maintenance there. We had to replace a roof and it was, you know, $800,000. Um, and when I look at those roofs, a lot of times they're not discounting the price associated. So you're, you buy the building, well, then you have to get the building. So it's oper so you can just operate it. And that cost can be astronomical. So um, some of these have been sitting around for years and nobody's done anything with them. And uh, um, that's a big worry. So one that we have under contract 
to sell the building, they got it all ready. They replaced the HVACs. They redid all of the parking. They redid the roof and everything and got it all ready to sell. Like, well, that's awesome because that makes underwriting really easy, right? It's like, okay, the, it, it's now when we go in, we're looking at the metalwork. We're looking at doors, entry, exit systems. We're looking at how the flow will work. And then we're working with the city. Well, I can add those things in and I can understand and I can build out a cost. Am I doing a drive aisle? Am I not? Um, and so those are the, that, that's the first thing with conversions, right? You're just looking to see if it'll even work you know, on a cost basis. Um, the second thing is rents that I can charge. What is the spread? What is the, you know, aside from demand, like demand has to be super high. As a general rule of thumb, when I'm building or um, doing conversions, I'm looking for at stabilization at minimum double I, I want to get double the cost. So if I spend seven million at minimum at stabilization, that thing should be worth fourteen million. Um, so that's whatever three times the money I put in. But um, I can't, you know, conversions. I try to make sure I hit that number. New builds, it may be a little different, but conversions are important because I call that my margin of safety. That protects me um, because there's so there's unknown factors associated with it. And on the building that we were just discussing, there's a lot of unknown factors. Um, I mean, you're talking asbestos. You're talking um, – there's just so many factors. Mm-hmm. We, we got So we got to go in the building. And first of all, you got to do demo. And a building like that demo could be astronomically expensive. We have to replace the HVAC. You have to do roofs. We now have to do um, entry exit systems. I mean, we could double the cost before we even start on metal, mm-hmm. metal work. Just to get the building ready. Um, well, and then the title situation yeah. too. It, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great one to bring up. So we get the title report and it's like 30 pages. We're like, <laughs> what is this? And they're usually about two. Yeah, yeah, two exactly. Pages. They're like th- two or three yeah. pages. And we're going, what in the world? And they, they, they had title. And then all of a sudden we learned that there was land attached. So we, we have it under contract and there's land attached that goes around and people are piping off uh, irrigation and all sorts of stuff. So there's easements on this land that goes around. There was just all these things. And, and so there's a lot of uh, due diligence needed. We have to utilize our attorneys a lot. Clear the stuff up <laughs> yeah. and figure the stuff out and help. Yeah, they're us doing out. good this month. Yes, yes, they are. They are doing very good. <laughs> and they, we have to use. So Rock has been going through the building and he's been working on um, with all our contractors. We got to run them through and we got to get bids on the stuff and we got to know how much it costs. After all this happens, we put it all together and now we can build out a performa. So is the city going to accept it? How much is it going to cost? And then what can I charge? Um, the the first one, the city, is usually we get a good idea. So you, you know what it's zoned for. And if it's not zoned right, how do you change it? What's their appetite to? Obviously, you want to have that all done, figured out um, before you ever, you know, before you ever um, purchase the facility. You need During your due diligence, that stuff has to be done and given. And you want to have a very, very good idea and hard bids on the project on conversions. I definitely want hard bids. Um, so I have an around about exact number with a variance of whatever it is, 10% that I can come in and say, okay, this is where we're going to be at. Then I have to do comps and, and comps may say, seem easy, but they're not. Because in a lot of areas in the United States, yeah, in major metropolitan areas in downtown, 
there's most buildings that they're they build today as far as storage goes they're single they're they're one building it's all climate control it's all indoor um but for a lot of the united states it's drive up and if you're gonna put 150,000 square feet of climate control on the market you may not be able to charge what a normal climate controlled unit is worth and i see this all the time this happens all the time so people say oh well they're getting a buck 60 60 for climate controlled you know in this market and you're like yeah but they have 20 of them and the rest are drive up, right? Well, if you're going to put 900, how do you, how do you, why do you think you can command such a high price? They, they, so the, you're changing the supply and demand in that mm-hmm. market. Every time you build a storage facility, you change the supply and demand. And not everyone is willing to pay premium for climate controlled unless they don't have other options, which is why it works so well in downtown and metropolitan areas. So you need to first of all understand that. So when I'm looking at the um, the revenue and when I'm trying to understand how much we can get, I want to know what that supply is going to do to that market. How much demand is there for climate controlled storage? How much demand is there if the access, if we don't have a drive aisle and they have to pull up and drop stuff off? And um, how far can I push that? I always discount it as well as you should too. So if my competitors are getting X and I'm going to flood the market with all these units, um, I have to, first of all, I have to di- I'm going to do some move-in specials. I'm going to discount it because we work on revenue management. I want to come in. I want to get people in. I got high marketing spend all these upfront costs because they're startup costs coming in. Um, I'm going to discount the rate that I can get um, in comparison to the market to make sure it still works. Because if it doesn't, that's not a risk I want to take, obviously. Um, And so usually with that discount, um, we can come, now we have our cost. We understand the dynamics of how this is going to work. Another one that I'm um, working on um, with uh, um, Brian out of um, Iowa is attached to a mall. I don't like this, but <laughs> I don't like this. I don't like this. But um, this is why I find people that are um, a lot better at these things <laughs> than uh, we are. So they're, um, the, you know, Brian Holes, a guy out of there that um, he he came to me. He had some great opportunities, and I've been so impressed with him. He knows the local municipalities. He's really good at working with them, and so me and him started working together. And getting it, which really means he's doing all this front leg work, will come in and, and do a lot. But he's been um, doing a great job in negotiating. And with the mall, I've always, I've always kind of walked away from that. Um, but he was doing such a good job. He convinced me that this was a really good opportunity worth looking at. Um, he's super smart, and I agreed with him. He's someone that I'm like, I, I, I would love for you to be your partner. He has the things that, you know, I, I don't. So he has the good relationships, local. He can negotiate with the uh, municipalities, including the mall. I'm not from there. I'm not local. And then we have all the heavyweight for the storage side to come in and get done. So it's, it's really good, going to be a good partnership. And he's in there working with the mall and there he wants to understand how much is going to be retail, how much is not. What do we have to do? Because malls have other leases with other property owners that have certain rights and they have things that they want to see. So you got, it's another layer that you have to get approved, right? So now we have to negotiate 
and understand who owns what, how that can be accessed with the group that owns the rest of the buildings in the mall. This is the first one I've ever um, uh, approached and done, and, and it is a little more complicated. I'll let you know how that goes, and if we really get through it, we're he's done a great job with the city. We're good on the city part. We're still working with the mall. He, the hurdle cities jumped through now. I think there's going to be a few hurdles, but I think we can get there. Um, so well, the other issue, exciting. the yeah. other issue too, is I don't think you touched on it, is the, um, the land lease situation that a lot of places have with buildings that are connected. Did you want to dive yeah. into that? Yeah. Sometimes. So, that? The, and, and I've seen this done. I dislike this greatly. I don't, I don't like this, but there's people out doing it in storage operators where they're going in and they're buying the building and they're leasing the building from the mall operators and they're building storages. Um, I don't like that because now you're just a service. You lose all a lot of, not all, but you lose a lot of the benefits of um, real estate. And two, also resale for me, that is, that's hard. That's a hard thing to pitch. I mean, you're going off revenue, but you, you lose a lot of your rights and not a lot. You lose a ton. And depending on how that lease works, when it's going to come up, who's got it, um, you know, that's stuff that you have to really dive deep into. Um, I'm not a fan of it. Not doesn't mean that I'll never do it because I say that a lot and we end up doing something, <laughs> but I don't want to do it. Right. Um, and so, you know, there's a high likelihood we would never do that because um, that's not we miss out on so many of the benefits. So yeah, people are doing that. Um, that is not my favorite way to go about it. I want to own the land. I want to own um, the assets itself. And I do not want to be held to a lease or um, and right. risk when that lease comes up and the changes and how that rate will work because now my future revenue streams or expenses are unknown and how that'll affect my revenue streams. So there's all these different ways to do conversions and buildings, whether it's office, whether it's major retail centers, um, there it's, it's multi-leveled, um, and you have to be more nuanced. You just can't hire a builder to come and do it. Right. Um, and we're also doing a ground up development right now too. Um, so we're in the middle of trying to get this ground up development, um, done. And you just got to remember when you're doing conversions and ground up, you got a lot of work ahead of you. You're going to work a long time and it still may not work out. Um, we put, we, you know, on development sites, we can put tens of thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars into a project that won't work out. Um, so the goal is to reduce, to clear out all the things at the beginning that are deal breakers and to understand and have good relations with your um, local municipalities, the builders, the contractors have good solid bids, people that have done it that understand the industry. So your information is really good and you're stacking the odds every time in your favor and figuring out quickly. It's one of those things that you need to fail fast. As in you need to figure out if this isn't going to work, we need to walk away because they become endless money pits. And I've seen people that are working on developments for years and I'm like, you were just, you're never going to get your money out of this. You're just dumping money into it. And the more that it goes in, the less your return becomes and the more time. So you got to take a lost time. And, and I do this. So when I'm looking at a development as opposed to buying, I'm forfeiting revenue. So if I have a five-year time frame and I only get two years of it, my return over those two years, well, I've been working on it for five. That has to be spread out over those five years. That's why I need a home run when I do it. Otherwise, it's not worth my money's time. Um, so I am. I'm looking for big hits. Now, with that said, developments can be massive windfalls. Um, and they ha they have been for us. Um, and so 
you can do them, but you got to do them right. And you got to have all your ducks in a row. And when you're doing conversions, there's more layers onto them. And you just have to be aware of that. And they're all very different. We have seen players coming in like Amazon um, and other people that are now trying to buy big box stores and trying to utilize them for shipping and all sorts of stuff. Um, and this is going to be interesting going forward that we're repurposing these assets and now there's more demand. That may mean that prices rise. I don't know that it will, but we'll see. I'm hearing more and more people trying to figure out good uses for, I was, I was actually speaking on this um, at this event and one of the speakers was talking about how they're finding big box stores they're repurposing multi-purpose and bowling alleys and all sorts of different stuff. And it's their whole business model. That's all they do. They walk into an area, they figure out how they can change it up. They make multiple entrance and exits. They completely repurpose it in multiple different ways, not one. And so they're putting four businesses in it. They're building it out. And um, so people are starting to figure out because there's value there. Right. And with right. storage, if that, if that price goes up too high, it, it doesn't pencil anymore. Um, so in the lower, obviously the per square foot cost, the lower the cost it takes to get into it, uh, or the lower the cost you need to get into it to make it work. Um, so all the basics still apply, but no, it's all that, good stuff. Yeah. I don't know if that's yeah. a good order or not. I try to make sure I, I get everything. Once again, on my Instagram, if you follow, I, I'm trying to update this and I'm trying to keep it current. I just did a whole thing on there for, um, on GTV on what we're looking for, why this one was a good one, why it's not. And I'm uh, trying to upload pictures as we go. So it's more real for you guys. So you can see it, you can understand it and understand why we've made those decisions or why we haven't. If we drop a project, I want to tell you why, why we didn't decide to go with it. Um, because there's actually more of those but I fail so fast at those as in we get those off so quickly. Mm -hmm. It's usually literally me 10 minutes on the computer and just gone. Um, and it has more to do with cost price discrepancies in the market replacement costs. Um, uh, maybe the marketplace itself is growing. Is it not? Because that's another thing too, in those markets. Um, if I'm buying an existing asset, I have to do all this work on it. I have to convert it and it has high cost. It needs to be in a really good market. Um, it needs to be in a market that I'm confident in that can that can justify the kind of prices for climate controlled storage or indoor storage that you need to make it work. Yeah. And we just had an episode, the very last episode we just released, we dove into yes. that quite a bit, yeah. identifying those. Uh, uh, the title of that was Identifying Good Deals in Great Markets, the Art and Science. And we talked about you know, meshing that art and science of, you know, identifying those good deals, ensuring that, you know, it is a good market. There's growth economically, geographically, all that kind of jazz. Um, and it's, it's a phenomenal episode. You guys will have to go and check it out. Um, but all good stuff, all good stuff yeah. on how to know, you know, when to move, when to execute, when not to execute. And like you say, I mean, failing fast, I mean, that, that applies to so many things where it's like, dude, just don't waste your time. Get in, get out, execute yes. or don't yes. move on. Move on. And yeah. that's the name of the game when you're investing, particularly in real estate. You got to look at a lot to find the diamonds in the rough. Um, and so, you know, that's how you do it. But, you know, uh, two guys, we just want to mention and, and a little housekeeping items for y'all because we're all, we're all family here and we're taking care of the house. So um, for our housekeeping items, we're trying to make a bunch of changes on on our, our site and self-storage. You guys are awesome. 
Um, we have so many people reaching out and everything, which is great. I'm trying to get a hold of everybody. It's going to take some time. We have a lot. I'm still setting up calls. I, uh, tomorrow morning alone, I'm talking with, uh, I think it's 10 in the first early morning hours. Uh, I have 10 calls set up with our listeners. Um, if you guys were trying to prioritize all of this, if you've gone to the site and you put in, I think there was an option just to have a call. We're changing up the site so that if you have a deal you want to give us, if you want to be an investor, right? Or if you're interested in the inner circle, you can click those immediately so we can get to you that you're not just waiting in a line to chat or anything like that. So we're trying to be more organized about this. Figuring it out hey, as we figuring go. Figuring this out as we go. <laughs> Once again, I've mentioned this before, but that's not my business. My business is storage, but I'm really, I, really, we want to meet and get to know all of you guys, everybody. And so the criteria though, too, for the 15 minute call, don't forget it's the two review system reviews on the podcast and reviews for the book. Um, and so make sure you add those in. We got to have those. Um, and we may be after we do, if you have a deal, if you want to do a deal with us, that's one. We'll, that'll go straight to our deal people. We're, we're going to get a hold of you immediately, Brian. The, if you want to invest with us, that's going to go straight to Kaylee. We're, gonna, we're trying to hit you immediately on that that note. And then if you um, are giving us the reviews and you want the call, it's going to come in and we're getting to all of those. And it, But it will take time. Please don't hate me if it, it takes too much time. I'm trying my best, everybody. <laughs> Leave them all kinds uh, of comments so that's just right. on, on Instagram, <laughs> exactly. whatever you want. You know, whatever just... you want. Speaking of Instagram, though, too, if you have a question or anything and you message me on Instagram, I'm pretty good about doing it. I usually just make a video message and send it right back to you. That's easy for me to do. I can do it walking around my house. I can do it, you know, Coming to work at a stoplight. I would never look at my phone while well, totally at a stoplight. Um, or, you know, just in the office walking around. So um, I, I those are the ways we're trying to communicate, trying to organize. I'm trying to get to everybody. So thank you, guys. We we appreciate it. It's, you know, this has become the number one podcast in the entire industry. Um, and we now have the number one top best-selling book in self-storage. Um, and that's you know when we when we've received this feedback and when you guys but it it's like okay we'll do more like you, this is obviously hitting something you guys it's being helpful um and so we're we're putting i put a i i, I personally put a lot of money into this um which i'm just simply saying that to know i'm dedicated to this and this is something we're going to continue um we're trying to think of more innovative ways for education and to show you guys all these free ways that we can do it including youtube we're trying to get this set up and so we can w do some walkthroughs um and give us your feedback though let us know what you're liking what you're not um please share us on instagram on facebook all that stuff Tag us on Instagram. We'll reshare your stuff. That makes a big difference. That helps us out. And once again, that tells us that we need to do more and um, we will. So thanks everybody. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks a bunch, guys. We'll catch you next time.